talk about today sure i mean like fuck monarchies right exactly what you know in in 2018 you don't expect places to be called burger king you know well it's a democratic republic here you know we live in america and yet we have somewhere called burger king so i went there i i I tried it out and i'll I'll never go there again Um, not because the food is bad or anything my receipt came back six 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 there it is and i'm um I, I threw it away. I would have showed it to you, but I threw it away. No, so that's welcome. a bad omen. Yes, of course. Um, I would have burned it, but I didn't have the sage. I didn't have anything with me. So I just I just threw it away. I didn't want it in my car. You guys stay equipped. Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Gio, and I'm here, here with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Hey, everyone. I hope all of you are having a ghost-free holidays. I know it's really difficult. December is, of course, the second most haunted month of the year just behind october and they're pretty close behind each other there's about you know two months away from each other uh so you know you got two plus one you know december is the 12th month that's a three uh which is halfway to six two away from october that's that gets you to six two times three uh and you know that's you gotta watch out because i'm sure there's if you keep doing the math there's gonna be two more sixes down there Oh, yeah. uh and you gotta watch out for that you make a really good point uh we're in december everybody the snow has fallen if you look out into the mountains people are skiing they're snowboarding um they're dying out there making making themselves ghosts um this is like like you said uh, the second most haunted month and you really have to think why um we think as a society that there is an imaginary man who sneaks into all of our houses at the end of this month and gives us gifts. Okay, now if we strip away the kind of like enchanting story that is Santa Claus, think about it. It's an immortal being that has access to everyone's home one night a year and is able to get into everyone's home and then leaves something for the children. Now, you call it gifts. I, I could call it a possession. Mm-hmm. Okay? If a demon leaves you a gift and you receive it, you have received a possessed item and you become possessed. So this is the only month where we accept this kind of story for ourselves. You know, the ghosts of Christmas past and present, these are things that are true, real ghosts that we live with in December. For what reason? I don't know who came up with this, but frankly, this has to stop, and I I, I don't know how. I, I, I don't want to be a Grinch, but frankly, he was right. The Grinch was was right. And so that's going to be my position. It's going to be a Grinch-mus for me this year. Wow. I mean, 
That is like a, one way to, to go about it, Gio, because I agree. There's spirits everywhere. I feel them. Uh, you know, uh, I think from my last report is shown like I was I've been followed by ghosts for some time now. Um, but for me, it's a time to get more in touch with those spirits, uh, to get more in touch with that spiritual side. And that's to me, that's also a gift uh to be to to see that realm and to understand it a little bit more i know it's scary you know i get scared i'm spooked you know i'm still spooked but uh there's also a part of me that sees past that and embraces it as well i i have to agree but then i have to disagree because you have to factor in snow right we've talked about what rain is Rain is the evaporated ghosts from the ocean that go into the clouds and then rain comes down. And so it's all the ghosts from the bottom of the ocean and it's landing on your face into your mouth. Now, think about what is snow. Snow is the same thing, but it's frozen. So now you're talking about frozen dead people. So it's almost, it's almost like they're even more tangible. Because rain, it you know, it, it, it touches you and, and it falls off of you. But snow can stick. Snow can clump. And so you're eating whole chunks of people and ghosts. And you're having ghost, you know, snowball fights. You're throwing around, you know, heads and elbows of ghosts. It's, it's a massacre. So this that is... That is pretty spooky. It's spooky. It's very spooky. When you put it that way, yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm actually I'm a little bit more spooked than I just was before. Um, you know, I, I I was in touch, but maybe you don't want to be that in touch. Maybe you know, just stay inside, folks. Light mm -hmm. light up a, a fire. Be warm. Stay close. Yeah, I just want to, like think about it this way, guys. Now this is the like the classic example when you go into a haunted house, you feel a cool breeze, a, a cold spot. Now, I want you, if, if there is snow outside, go outside. Do you, okay, if you're outside, do you feel a cold spot? Is it colder outside than, it is, than when it was inside? Yes. Now, if you can answer yourself honestly, it's going to be yes. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you that outside is haunted. And not all outside, right? Not all of outside can be oh, haunted. No. No, there's some warm spots up there, too. It feels nice. Sure. But some spots where the ice is, mm -hmm. that's cold. That's a cold spot. So now everybody, this is, a, this is a thought experiment, but also a real experiment. Take off your gloves, if you have gloves, and just pick up a handful of ice. If, if you guys aren't in uh, cold climates, like if you're in Australia or, you know, um, south of the uh, equator, just go into your ice box. And, and, and just, you know, pick up a, a handful of, of ice cubes. This will simulate this experiment. And just count how long until your whole hand gets cold. And that's how many ghosts are entering your body. That many seconds um, times that times 10 per second. So don't tell me that ice isn't haunted. Don't tell me that water is not haunted. Because it is. And this is the month where we drape ice on our homes. We imitate um, lights and orbs in our homes. 
and it it's it's truly scary. And there's something about this year that really makes it even more scarier. Um, and it has to do with the fact that this month was heralded. It began with a death, and not just any death. This is what we're going to be talking about this episode because it's not just about December. It's about what's happening in December, what's happening this week. So what happened last week is that the former president, uh, George H.W. Bush, died. He passed away. Um, he was 91 years old. He was very old. He was an old man. His wife had died not even a year before that. And so people, you know, people say that he went to go with her. You know, and I, I really wish that were the case, that the Hollywood story that people tell you was the truth, because it sounds really nice. But we have um, some compelling evidence, some some theories that people from the street team have shown us that indicates that this is not what happened. Um, as much as we want to believe that you know, he romantically, just like the notebook, kind of died to go with his wife. There could be some foul play. And 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So there was a funeral that happened a couple days ago, Rob. Did, did you did you catch that? Oh, I was sure not to miss it because this was I think out of the whole year, it's been a very spooky year, but I think the this has really been part of the peak of ghosts in our public life you know this is a state funeral for a president um they kept referring to him as the last great soldier statesman uh and that term really stuck with me as well especially what's everything that's going on of all the ghosts that are being built in uh for the the armies of the reverse underground railroad if you this is the first time you're listening to us hold on folks this does make sense just hold on to us but uh i'm just concerned that this is yet another soldier in this army that we see that's being built around uh robert e lee stan lee the lees double e so we're mm -hmm. in some serious times folks yeah, I I completely forgot that Stan Lee had died recently as well. They're in the 90s club. Yes. Think about it. How often do two giant, you know, iconic figures die in their 90s within a month of each other? I mean, and, and George Herbert Walker Bush was born on June 12th. Uh, you know, one plus two uh, is three. Uh, 1924, two, four is six. That's and, three, six is six, six, six. So six twelve, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that isn't that your birthday? My birthday is June twelfth. Yes, that is correct. But I was born in nineteen ninety one, um, which you can flip those two sixes in the nines, uh, nines into sixes, I should say. Um, but you know the twelfth three. Uh, it's it's around there. It's slightly different, but yes, I mean we're playing with similar mathematics here. It's just interesting to see. You know, I have such a deep connection with with Johnny Depp and Natalie Portman because we have the same birthday, and you know, you and and George H H W, you guys also have a similar similar connection. 
you know, um, I don't know what that means. Um, that there, and you know, actually, I do know what that means because I see, I see a spiritual soldier when I see you. You are a spiritual soldier, statesman, and for that, I think that's how you're similar. I mean, my middle name is also George, named for H.W. So there is a part of his spirit that resides in me. And, you know, it's been strange since his death. I've I felt different, honestly. Like there's this part of me that starts almost a glow. Like there's like, a piece of him that still lives within me. Like you're stronger because 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 of his death? It's almost as if I took some of his energy. Interesting. So this and is pulled it into my own. It's like Jet Li's The One, the movie The One. I don't know if you guys saw that movie with Jason Statham. It's an early one, an early cut. But um, this is very similar to that. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to me when Johnny Depp or Natalie Portman finally passes, if if I feel anything. You guys have to ask me when that happens, because because I I definitely want to know. If I get like a tingle or anything like that. So he passes. I, I actually heard that his last words were, I love you. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, this is just a quick tangent. I know we had talked about this, this person before. Okay. This was um, a story about the woman who had sent over like 60,000 text messages to, uh, to this man. And this is she was a, she's a part of the street team, and she's a scientist, and she figured out the equation to love, and the equation is three three three. Wow. So, encoded in his final words was a three. The equation to love three three three. Of course. Which I mean, already we have. These kind of puzzle pieces that, that we're piecing together. We don't have the complete picture of who this man was, but we know, you know, like you said, everybody revered him as the last great soldier statesman. He was a one-term president, right? He only served four years, mm -hmm. but he also served in the army or um, something along those lines, just like Stan Lee. He was vice president for eight years so 12 years in the white house this mm -hmm. guy spent and then of course he he had to go visit his son yeah and that's that's another eight years another eight. 20 years this man spent in the white house that's amazing so the secrets that he had the secrets that he kept, or possibly the secrets that he was killed for. Who knows what he could have had? And there's one way of finding out, possibly, what kind of secrets he was keeping. Um, when you look at the people that went to his funeral, think about it in two ways. There is the camp that is mourning him, right? They They love him. They... They want to celebrate his death, right? Or celebrate his life, I should say. Right. Then there's the other side. There is the people that wanted to show up 
to see him as proof that he's dead and to celebrate his death. So not everybody that goes to a funeral is going to be a friendly person. They're not going to like, not always going to like the person that is dead. Sometimes you go there just to verify that your arch enemy is dead, is, you know, is not faking it. So we have to look and see in the crowd who was there. There were people that were crying and there were people that weren't crying. One person that I saw that definitely was not crying was Stephen Baldwin. He was he was front and center, and he mm -hmm. was not he was not happy. He looked like he was like sleeping half the time. He didn't know any of the prayers, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. To be honest, I I'm kind of conflicted on that because on one hand, it's like he's you know he's so dumb he doesn't know spells, but on the, on the other hand. I know for a fact that he knows spells because he's pulling the biggest trick on American, you know, on American people. So I don't really know. Maybe he's just trying not, not to show that he knows as, as much spells as he does some kind of covert thing. But uh, frankly, it was very confusing. It's very hard to keep tabs on Steven nowadays because there's so much going on that anything at this point is speculation. Um, and it, there's a million things going on in that field. I don't know if we can really address that properly at this yeah. moment, but yeah. that is definitely in progress, and there are some wicked spirits around that man. Yeah. Frankly, you know, I've been looking at him closer and closer lately, and this is kind of as the vice grip has been getting tighter on, on him because everybody knows that um, the investigation into, you know, all, all of this uh, Russia collusion, all this stuff is happening, right? is all kind of coming to a close pretty soon. But I've been watching, I've been watching Steven really closely for the past couple of weeks. And frankly, I got to tell you, something is up. Something is fishy. I'm getting a sense that he hired a body double of some sort mm. because it just does not look like Stephen Baldwin to me. I don't know. If, uh, we have to talk about this later, but like, I've just been looking closer and closer at, at, at you know, at him. And it's it's not that the makeup is bad. It's that the body is different. You know? You think it could be Billy Baldwin in Maybe, his place? Possibly they might have switched. The, the Baldwin brothers could possibly have switched. And, he, and it might even be Alec Baldwin. Because... No way. Think about it. I mean, honestly. Your younger brother... If, if you're Alexander Ray Baldwin, your younger brother yes, is getting the third. Your younger brother is getting all the attention, right? And, and he is acting for his life. Meanwhile, you have the older brother only able to do satire, right? He's on Saturday Night Live, and even then, you know, he's not even really doing it all that much. He's not really hitting the same kind of notes. No one cares. He's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. He's punching people. Possibly, you know, being uh, possessed, punching people. Definitely. And he was, he's jealous. So, I mean, I, I don't know. He wants the lead role. We might have like, you could play the satire of Trump, right? Or you could play the real Donald, real quotes, Donald Trump. Yes. And it's funny when you say that, because if you look at his Twitter handle, it is real Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So let, let's continue down um, the, the, the Bush path because we can talk about the, the Baldwins another time. 
so somebody else was at the funeral that was unexpected. Um, it was somebody from across the pond, a, a prince from London, um, second to the throne, Prince Charles, I believe. Um, what they mm. say is an, he's an old friend. Right? Mm. Or what we know, probably he's an old enemy. And I don't think he shed a tear either. I didn't see a single tear come from his face. He was smiling. He looked pretty happy. I mean, I didn't see anything coming from his end other than him kind of schmoozing and boozing with uh, every, everybody that was there. But apparently, um, they were close. And they have pictures to prove it. The sad part is that most of the pictures that they have together is when... Prince Charles was uh, with Princess Diana, who later they got divorced. But so we have all of these photos of them together. Princess Diana, Prince Charles, and of course, George H.W. Bush and his wife, Barbara. And they're all out. They're smiling. They are happy. But you look closely and you see in Princess Diana's face, she's, you know, reserved. She looks kind of unsatisfied. So really, you can you can see the kind of brewing. All of this happening, and this is back in like the, uh, the late 80s, the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And yet, we all know what happened to Princess Diana. She was killed. She died. She died. Lady Di died and it was in the stars written years before this was a story that had to be told they found the right girl with the right name and they sent her to her death and when i say they i'm talking about the royal crown people in the hierarchy they didn't like what she was doing they didn't like what she was up to so they just stopped her dead in her tracks and I'm afraid that maybe George H.W. Bush, I don't know if he was in on it, but he definitely knew about it. I mean, this is also all around the AIDS crisis, right? So think about it. There, there are ghosts, um, hundreds of thousands of ghosts, if not millions of ghosts. This was a peak time. This was the biggest ghost machine of time and think about the biggest cause that princess diana was all about it was about curing finding a cure for aids and caring for people with aids mm -hmm. and she was trying to stop the machine she was and he ignored the machine mm -hmm. well, of course it was making ghosts it was doing exactly as it was planned to now that's groundbreaking right there the fact that he let it happen. He he pushed the machine over the cliff and just let it let it crash and burn, just like her car, just like they did to her. And he was aware, and Prince Charles was definitely aware. He oh knew. yes. Oh, he knew. And his and his mom. Okay, everybody knows over there. And so the only thing that we didn't realize was that. At some point in between her death and now George W.'s death, that somehow they became enemies. 
Prince, you know, and and here's where I believe they they split. The split happens pretty early on. It's it's during the term of his son, George W. Something happened um, in George W.'s uh, what do you call it tenure that changed the history of the dynamic between us and London, the ghost machine, and you know what was happening with with all the wars and and all the strife between us two. It changed. So let's but let's quickly talk a little bit about the rest of the royal family because right now. Just like Princess Diana, we have somebody who has joined the royal family who is an outsider. I'm talking about Meghan Markle and her um, marriage to Prince Harry. So the only reason why I really bring this up is because Prince Charles is the one that walked her down the aisle. Mm. Okay, and she is uh, notorious... Um, maybe not notorious, but she's known for being an American actress. She was married previously. She's older than Prince Harry. You know, there's there's a lot that I don't want to say goes ag against her, but like in in the eyes of the British monarchy, you know, they look down upon you know things like that, a divorcee, and you know something like that. So an, an American, nonetheless, right? She's American. Mm -hmm. She was born in California. So. She was married once before to a man who is also an actor. Now, his name is Trevor Engelson, and he's also a director. So uh, he, he did some bit parts, and then finally, in 2010, he made a movie that really hit home. Uh, it is called Remember Me. Have, have you heard about this movie? I have, Joe. Uh, remember me. I mean, of course, because I always remember. I mean, it's such a such a genius marketing plan to call that movie Remember Me. Because it would be like, remember that movie, Remember Me? You say remember twice, you have to remember. Yeah. So the movie Remember Me stars, uh, what's his name? Robert um, Pattinson. Yes. Robert Pattinson. And Nick Osborne and uh, Alan Coulter and this name, um, Emily DeRaven. I mean, you know, no offense to the movie, but a bunch of nobodies except for uh, Pattinson. So this movie was kind of uh, infamous for being a 9-11 movie. But it was a twist, a twist ending, which... Now we has, now we can talk about what I was mentioning earlier. The fundamental shift that happened was in 2001. Okay? 9/11 caused a lot of ghosts. And after 9/11, we went into a perpetual war which has in turn caused a lot more ghosts. So you can say that the ghost machine transferred a lot of its kind of uh, stock from health crises back into war, right? We, we fell back into another model, and now we're at wartime. 
wartime means that it is a, like not only are we having a war of people, we're having a war of a spiritual war, a war of ghosts. And so we have to think about it in terms of, okay, what do we have, our ghost arsenal, and then what do they have? So on our side, we have the White House, we have, you know, the Civil War, we have Rob, Robert E. Lee, we have all of this spiritual power, right? We have an army, like, and that they've been building for centuries. And yet, on the other side of the pond, London has its own, the UK has its own, Europe has its own giant spiritual monster that is just waiting to be unleashed. And so both of us, it's like we have a nuclear ghost arsenal in, in, on both continents, right? And now it's an arms race. And so I, I believe that Prince Charles had to go just to verify that George H.W. Bush was dead and the secrets of Princess Diana's death was yeah. finally laid at peace. And that possibly, and this is this is where we get into speculation, but he was in America. He could have checked in on our arsenal. He he talked to the leaders. He talked to Stephen Baldwin. He talked to Barack Obama. He talked to everybody. So he knows what we have. And he, I'm not saying he's a spy because he came here with diplomatic immunity. So he can just go back and tell his mom exactly what he saw. And there's nothing we can do about it. So, frankly, this was a, a check on our power, on, on the American ghost machine. I'm not saying that it's even – it's not good. I'm just saying that, you know, that's the way the world is. Meghan Markle, uh, letter M, the 13th letter, which some may consider unlucky and some may consider lucky. One divided by three is 0.3 for – infinity put that twice together that's 0.6 to infinity that's an infinite amount of 666 uh megan mark was also an american that joined the royal family so uh we'll, we should watch out for this are, right are, are exactly. they are they going to try to are the is the royal family out for our ghost arsenal the bridge she is the bridge between the American ghost army and the British ghost army. And real quick, I mean, you said it yourself, M, 13, one divided by three, 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 three right? Mm -hmm. I love you was the last words George H.W. Bush ever said. The equation to love is wow. three, three, three. So it's almost as if George H.W. Bush somehow clued us in to the importance of Meghan Markle's existence as an American on, you know, the other coast before he died, he had to tell somebody. And he told, he told you and me, because honestly, I think we're the only people that really heard it for what he meant it to say. Everyone gets into the sentimental sappy, you know, fairy tale story, right? That he, he said, I love you. He really warned us that Prince Charles is up to something. So for that, I thank you, um, ex-president. And I hope that whatever side you choose, it's a side of love. 
and not the side of, of ghosts because he's a ghost now, guys. So mm. he has to make a choice. As a ghost, you make a choice, and hopefully he makes a positive one. I mean, it's going to be difficult because, as we said before, he's responsible for so many ghosts that I, you know, it might not matter how good he thinks that he was uh, and thinks that he may have done the good thing. He has caused so many other spirits that they might just drag him down uh, to whatever level that is needed of him. And I think he thinks he may think he's a, a king in this game, but he may be just another pawn. And speaking of pawn, it kind of reminded me of the word spawn. Um, mm -hmm. Or in this, in this case, I, I would say more of a seed, since he is a bush. So yes. he's not alone. This isn't a lone man. Like I said, he had a wife, and he had children. One of them became the president of the United States. The other one became the governor of Florida and then lost to Stephen Baldwin in 2016. But he attempted nonetheless, going for a dynasty. Three. Three men in politics, right? A father, two sons. So we still have two sons. His though. own father as well was a senator. Prescott. And of course. And not only that, but I believe he has a grandson who is like a House representative or, or in, in some kind of uh, aspect of politics as well. So we're looking at four generations. And who knows what the implications of that could be. But all I'm saying is that his, leg his legacy, his story is not over. That we have to continue watching the other Bushes. That includes, and I, it just hit me, Billy Bush. That, wow. That one single video that shook America was, was given to us by a Bush. By Billy Bush. He was on the inside. He's an insider. So, you know, I think maybe he wasn't, maybe his mission was to get Stephen Baldwin to admit that he's Stephen Baldwin, but it didn't quite go as planned. Mm -mm. And they got the other evidence instead, and they tried to frame him up on that. And it just wasn't I mean, enough. Of course, this is speculation, and obviously it's not enough. Uh, but obviously there's, you know, this, this runs deep, people. Like, this, this whole situation everyone's connected it's just and there's no mistakes either no it's interesting to see just how deep this family runs and how politically savvy they are that they're you know they're getting some of their family in kind of puff talk shows they're getting people in the governorships presidents house representatives i mean these people this family's everywhere the bushes are everywhere and you know one one bush dying is is not the end of the family tree not at all so we have more research to do um more things to to kind of discover about this family and the politics involved with them and we're going to do that but uh is there anything else you want to talk about this week because there is actually a lot more that we could talk about but i don't know how how long you want to go for because there's a I, lot. I, I'm pretty spooked. I mean, it's 
the holiday season as well. I, I want to just, this is a lot for, for you, our dear listeners as well. Uh, so we understand like this, there's only so much you can take in at a time. So maybe this is a moment that we can just kind of pause and reflect on the year and on ourselves. I think we've all come a long way as well. So Absolutely. I think we should all give ourselves a pat on the back for making it through the a year of infinite ghosts of 2018. Throw that eight on the side. It's been just an endless loop. It's infinite. And, gents. Uh, and real quick, just because I, I forgot to mention it before, but ladies, it, gents and uh, non gender, non conforming, non binary, um, all y'all, you know who you are. People are people just like that one song. So, this is one thing that I really wanted to mention before we, we go, because um, it really hit me when I saw this. So the movie Remember Me came out in 2010. And this is when Robert Pattinson was on fire. Not literally, but his his persona in the movie, The Twilight uh, Saga, he was a vampire. And yet a vampire that didn't explode into fire in the sun. He glittered instead. Hmm. So here we have, uh, you know, the story. And this is also, it's werewolves and vampires, if you guys forgot about that. We have him kind of deep, knee deep into uh, werewolf and vampire lore. Doing research, uh, method acting, living in the forest, eating, you know, deer and and drinking blood for you know just to learn and, and understand how it tastes and so you don't gag when you're on set and then he has to go and do a movie about you know about 9 11 and so you have to you have to imagine that might be a reason why he was cast in the in the first place and that you know it always comes back to the fact that we glorify vampires and and we give them this weird power over us you know and I, I really just wanted to mention that just kind of as, as a kind of bow over everything that as much as we talk about, you know, Robert Pattinson, we have to think about the casting directors. They casted him. They chose him for this role. They wanted the vampire energy in a movie about 9-11, which I don't I don't understand yet. We need to you know figure this out. But it's just very interesting to kind of see that Hollywood uses vampires as energy as well they coast off of the wave and so we're going to look into this we're going to give you way more in-depth investigations this month it's a like we said it's a very very dangerous month so we're going to give you the tip-top information all the investigations that you can handle and um i guess we'll see you next week because we have a lot to research so uh stay in the scene Keep your eyes on the screen, everyone. There are ghosts all about. Uh, keep listening to this podcast. Of course, this is Audio Sage, 100% Ghost Free. We hope you have enjoyed listening. If you want to listen to some more, just look at our podcasts. Uh, look at all of our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at uh, Ghost in the Meme uh, with underscores. Mm-hmm. And Twitter, Ghost in the Scene as well. So we hope to see you out there on the web. Uh, out and about in IRL, perhaps, at times. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I mean, check out our YouTube page. Just uh, Google Ghost in the Scene uh, YouTube, and you can look up our old investigations and see how we look. Um, uh, we look pretty good. 
I got to say. It was a couple years ago, but we look pretty good. So go ahead and give us a like, uh, comment on one of our posts, you know, do whatever, engage, engage with us because we like that kind of stuff. And if you want to be a part of our street team, just go ahead and send us an email at ghostinthescene at gmail.com with your resume and a photo attached because we want to make sure you look good behind that camera. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Stay extreme. <laughs>